Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Deathmatch Daddy Bogot, and you're listening to or watching Drinking at Moe's. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking at Moe's. Your host, Big Mo here. Bit of a deathmatch week this week. Yesterday, interviewing Tank. Tomorrow, interviewing John Wayne Murdoch. Today, I got with me my good friend, the Omaha Deathmatch Daddy Bogot. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How about you, Big Mo? Oh, <clears throat> doing all right. Had a bit of a busy, busy weekend this last week with, you know, some family stuff and finding out the genders of my wife and I's uh, twins were expecting. That's so, crazy, man. Yeah, no, it's going to, I'm I'm a mixture of excited and nervous on that, and then, you know, the, the week before that, I had the whole trip down to Warrior Wrestling, which was something else. Did you uh, did you end up making it down to Atomwa for Bridge, what, Bridge City Slam or whatever that is? I wanted to, but it ended up being the same day that my one of my wife's cousins volunteered to throw us the gender reveal party. Okay. But uh, I actually talked with Austin Bayless and planning on uh planning on next year trying to trying to make it down there for that i mean it seems it seems like he's got a whole lot of cool stuff that, that goes on and i seen he was going to make like a two-day event so yeah that's, that's pretty cool oh yeah no this next year happening a little earlier than this year being like I believe tail end of april but should be pretty fun yeah oh yeah but uh introducing you here i you know those that have watched the youtube version of this you actually your second time on it first is. time on when i switched up the format to podcast and youtube but uh the moniker there the omaha deathmatch daddy why don't you explain to some of the people that might not have watched the first time around where that came from so back in like 2018, right before I took a little break from wrestling, one of my buddies, uh, Chris Bockelder, um, would come up to me. And it was probably like, it was after the Taipei deathmatch that I had with Joe at Magnum's mm -hmm. anniversary. And he, he came up to me, he's like, I'm going to start calling you the deathmatch daddy. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. And then I ended up quitting wrestling like three months later. <laughs> so like, so I just kind of, when I came back to wrestling, I was like, maybe I should try to run with it. But like, you know, I don't like get out and travel as much as I would like to as much, but so I kind of, I kind of wrestle around in the Omaha area generally. So, and that's where I've had most of my death matches at. So I kind of just put on the Omaha death match daddy there. You know, maybe we should uh, get some more of those books so we can really run with it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd be all right. Like, there's a, I'm not gonna talk too much about this because I'm not supposed to. But there's gonna be a company around Des Moines that's gonna be doing some stuff here fairly soon. Uh, um, so booked with another company in Iowa that does that kind of style of wrestling. Mm. But I can't I can't you know say which companies these are yet until I'm announced for them. You know, I I won't. You know, I don't want to spoil anything. Don't want to cause you any issues but would this happen to be 
the uh, promotion, I just saw that uh, you uh, like quote tweeted something from them a little uh, bit see, ago. I can't confirm nor deny any of this. Not until see, I, I'm very I'm very quiet about this stuff. Still, sometimes I still believe in the <laughs> a fave. So, no, uh, I I can't blame you. That's all right. Only sometimes though, but yeah, I'm only wrestling. <laughs> For a couple companies here that does more of like the hardcore style wrestling which is honestly what i got into wrestling for in the first place like when i first started training i was i i would watch czw uh dvds mm -hmm. and i had mondo on there and he was like he was the guy that i kind of like was just like you know if he can do this i can do this too like mm -hmm. and so i did and then you know i i brought some of that i brought some of that stuff to like you know when it was necessary yeah or promoter would let me like i would you know bring a lot more of that kind of like extreme type of elements to it when i can gotcha i mean you bring up uh nick mondo there and czw as far as nick mondo he was actually there at the end of the tournament of survival kind of helping present the eventual winner drew parker with the uh that big ass trophy they had yeah i i didn't get to catch it i caught last year's but i didn't get to catch this year's i was actually i was wrestling in omaha this weekend so oh yeah i didn't yeah. i didn't get to catch much wrestling this weekend plus i'm I, working 74 hours a week so that's been kind of rough too. yeah that that kind of puts a little damper on being able to watch some of the stuff going on out there mm -hmm. but uh yeah, no, that was a pretty solid show. Like people, like people crap on deathmatch wrestling. Like one of my notes here, I've heard a lot of people compare it to like backyard wrestling, but you get promotions like a GCW and there's a ICW No Holds Barred that's been doing some pretty interesting stuff that I mean. They actually put in, I mean, they got Deathmatch, but they got, you know, regular stuff mixed in with it. So, you don't, but, in my opinion, they do it, they do it good. Yeah, I, like, what I like about Deathmatch Wrestling, like, today is, like, it's not just, like, back kind of, back kind of when I was, like, really kind of starting to watch it, it was, like, get hit, hit stuff, hit stuff, but, like, like, building around like the weapons and like building the match around using something to where it's not just like i think that's where it got like a really bad stigma because people didn't really know how to do like hardcore wrestling yeah. and so but like you know you got your like groups like czw and everything that that did do it right back in the day and like it's like it's not just like okay like you know i'm gonna hit you with this and then you're gonna hit me with this like th there's a story told behind yeah. it which which you see that a lot more nowadays too, which is very, which is very cool. Oh yeah. No, that's one of the things I definitely like about GCW where they, they actually had Nick Gage on commentary during a lot of the tournament of survival and even a little bit there during the cages survival show where he brought up, you know, sitting in the, the, I mean, more typical wrestling into a death match and, you know, building a story around it, you mm. know, not just, okay, here's a light to bam, like 
building, like you said, the story around all of it. Yeah, like when deathmatch wrestling is done right, it's super good. Mm. Yeah, no, and I I firmly believe with that. Uh, well, both shows this weekend, but I brought it up. I did a weekly recap where I went over the tournament of survival, and they had a few people from over in Japan. I can't pronounce the one guy's name, Toru Sigsugai. I just call him And then Rina Yamashita, who has been no no stranger to GCW, they fit in that, like, Japanese strong style and really mixed it in there with the mm-hmm. the uh, deathmatch style, which I, I, for one, really loved. Yeah, yeah. Uh... The uh, like a, a good company to watch from Japan, like that does deathmatch wrestling regularly, is uh, Big Japan Pro Wrestling. They do a lot of cool I've stuff. heard a lot of them. If you want to get into like some I've old, heard a lot of good about them. If you want to get into yeah. some old school Japanese wrestling, like deathmatch wrestling, look up FMW. Oh and, yeah, FMW with like uh, Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka and those guys. And then there was yeah. a there was no a company big. called there was a company called Wing, which was cool. Oh so, yeah, I've heard a little bit about them. I've seen some of their stuff with you know looking around on YouTube, but yeah, no Japanese they they definitely know how to do the deathmatch style. That's for sure. Um, we talked a little bit about CZW. They seem to kind of Falling off radar side. I mean, I heard they kind of got away from the, or, or trying to get away from the deathmatch style lately. And I don't know, it seemed to kind of, like I said, made them fall off the radar. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't quite followed CZW probably since 2013, 2014. But um, you were you were saying about CZW and yeah, I haven't I haven't really followed them like since like 2013 2014. Like I would try to catch like the occasional like Cage of Death Mm. and like uh, Tournament of Death, but like kind of once GCW kind of started going, like I I really started getting into that a lot more. And speaking of them, it's seeming that. you know, a lot of the people that were in the deathmatch stuff with CCW, once GCW started, kind of migrated over there. Like everybody from the ring announcer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I can't complain. They GCW, they sure know how to do it. Yeah, they do. Um, but I mean, I, um, I did. I did see like CZW is like making a little bit of a comeback, but they're doing just mostly like, you know, typical matches, like regular matches. So, which I mean, good for them. Like, you know, if they want to run, I mean, more power to them. Like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to crap on anybody that wants to, you know, run shows or do anything like that. You know? Yeah. No, if they want to give it a run. I mean, like you said, 
I know I'd be willing to at least watch. I know I had at one point heard back with them on trying to get somebody for my show, but then they kind of just stopped responding. Yeah. Uh, I actually did a tryout with them back in 2013. Trying to no kidding. Yeah. uh, Shane Hollister was booked out there. So I think Shane wanted kind of a fighting buddy from Iowa to Ohio. And so he brought me with, he brought me with them for an Ohio show and they were doing like a, like a tryout training camp type deal. And so I did it. And like, I mean, I didn't get a call back, which is okay. Like, I don't think I was ready for that yet. So, but yeah. And then a, another company, no. I, another company I was really into was IWA Mid South. Oh yeah, yeah. I I actually I wrestled on a few of their shows too. I did uh I did their first ever Prince of the Death matches there. Ooh. Back in 2010. Okay. And then I wrestled a couple other shows, but like I I had just started wrestling in like 2008, and I kind of I yeah. didn't really like travel a whole lot back then yeah so i didn't have a lot of experience under my belt and so yeah. i kind of i kind of crapped the bed there so <laughs> i think Dude. i had I, I think i had one of jason strife's worst matches ever oh, at no. wa mid-south <laughs> and that was i mean it was all on me like that was all on me <laughs> so i was just so nervous and we got there, we got there, I want to say like 15 minutes before the show started. And oh. me and Strife, me and Strife were the first ones on on. Oh boy. So, yep. Yeah, got there right on time. Yeah, but Prince of the Death matches was really cool. I, I wrestled in a bull rope barbed wire canvas match with Ron Mathis. Ooh. So that was that was an experience, which I mean I I did all right in that, but what was that one like? Like I've never heard of. I mean, so, there's like, so many types of death matches. That's one I haven't really heard of. So like me and me and Ron were attached to each other's wrists, like a regular bull rope match, like a Texas bull rope match. But yeah. there's barbed wire that strung the canvas. So from one end to the other, there was barbed wire, and they had like four or five strips, or I would say probably like ten strips of barbed wire. You can find oh. it on. You can find it on YouTube. I look completely different. Like I had hair. I didn't have a beard. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go look that one up. So, uh, and then it was like, you could touch four corners or you could, uh, or you could make a pinfall to win. Okay. So there's a, there, I, that, there, that's one of my death matches. I think I have on YouTube. There might be one from they they might I might actually have my very first death match on there too from a little company called MXWA that used to run in Muscatine, Iowa. Oh, you know what? Uh, I think I actually attended their very last show. Was that with like Levi McDaniel and Chief and Yeah. 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 One of so, one of my good friends that used to live with my wife and me. Uh He's good buddies with Chief and was like, Hey, you wanna you wanna go to the show? I'm like, eh, hell, why not? Yeah. No, I uh I did a death match with Chief there. And that was like uh-huh. a very real death match that I've ever had. It's nice. Yeah, that, that last show of theirs, I they were 
trying to find somebody to hold the American flag in there for the, you know, the, did the national anthem before the show. And my friend kind of volunteered me and I'm like, okay. I mean, might as well. I mean, you're a veteran. Like, yeah. So it was, it was, it was nice. And something a little unexpected little treat for the show. You know, say yeah. that I'm in the ring for that little bit. Yeah, no, that's that, that's pretty cool though. I uh yeah, I hadn't wrestled for them since like maybe 2010, maybe, if I remember right. I can't remember. That that was one of my first outside bookings I've ever taken. So Okay. Yeah, that that would have been when I'm I was still in Navy. <laughs> I was still I was still a couple of years away from getting out. I was just I was just telling somebody I've been wrestling since I was 18 years old. And that was back in 2008. 2007, 2008. I started in 2008, I think. I can't really remember. But okay. Huh. Yeah. All so, right. <laughs> yeah. So I was just telling like I was just telling one of the guys at the Magnum show that wrestles they're like we're about the same age. Why do you walk around like such an old man? I'm like, well, I've been doing this a lot longer than you have. When I, <laughs> when I first started, I wanted to get in the ring. I wanted to bump. I wanted to, you know, do everything I could practice stuff. Now I get to a show and I just get to the locker room and I just sit down in the locker room until it's time to go. So <laughs> I'll come out, I'll come out and mingle with you if I see you and, that's about it like i don't really i i go back there i put my stuff down i sit down when i get ready to wrestle maybe like 10 minutes beforehand i do a couple do a couple stretches i'll touch my toes swing my back and that's about it yeah i me stretching i i can't really get down to touching my toes anymore yesterday i tried to help my wife with moving some stuff but finally trying to get back into our house that got renovated and I got to the point where I could barely stand up straight without my back feeling like it was compressing down on itself it sucks getting old doesn't it yeah <laughs> it's no fun I hurt my back in the navy and it's only gotten worse yeah I, I've even got a little beer gut going on here lately so like no, touch- yeah, no, I, I got that myself so touching touching my toes are a little bit harder than what it used to be, but <laughs> I, uh, I actually kind of surprised myself. I haven't really done too many dives since I came back in February. Yeah. So in my match with uh, Devin Thomas from Sunday, I uh, I did a suicide dive through the ropes. I I flew like a feather, man. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but I actually I, I flew. I was like a little human torpedo. Nice. Uh, speaking of dives, I actually saw a pretty impressive one on the going back to the Cage of Survival show. A team that I guess returned to GCW after like four and a half years. This Los Mesizos, I can't pronounce the damn name, but mm-hmm. I know you're one yeah, of them. Yeah, one of them was standing on the apron, and he kind of had his legs spread out. And the other guy ran ran the ropes on the his way back, dove through the ropes through the other guy's legs and hit the guys. It was like holy shit. I might I might have to I might have to 
like go back and get these events because I've been kind of I wanted to watch them this weekend, but I just didn't really have the time to. So and I end up passing out at like eight o'clock on a Saturday. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Neither one of them are really that expensive. I think fifteen bucks at the most on fight. Uh, they got a they've got a package deal on there like twenty two dollars, like twenty three bucks. You can get both shows. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, they they do have those for their double shot weekends where like you can get both for like yeah, like twenty twenty five bucks somewhere yeah. in there. So I mean, yeah, no, that's some by TV credits too. Don't, that's actually what I did. I had the one already, and then I looked up how many fight credits I had because I was just going to get the one, and then I'm like, well, I got enough fight credits to order this other one, so went and ordered the other one. Oh, there you go. I was pretty, <laughs> uh, I was pretty interested in the cages. What was it? Cage of Survival? Yeah. So I kind of want to watch that one. I, uh, I always, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a fan of John Wayne Murdoch. I'm not kind of. I am a fan of John Wayne Murdoch. Like he's he's really good. So oh, yeah, Alex Colon good too. So enjoy watching those guys, especially like watching them, you know, wrestle each other. Oh yeah, and I mean, I figured since I'm gonna be interviewing the both of them for the show, I might as well get that one so I can watch that match. Yeah, and. <laughs> all in the same week which is nuts yeah it's like i get one well yeah literally a little over a week apart from watching the the cage of survival show i get to interview both of them so it's kind of crazy yeah that's that's awesome though like i'm glad you're like getting out and like getting some people on your show and stuff i'm really like i'm really proud of you like knowing <laughs> like knowing you since like 2015 all the way to now yeah um, it, it, it's kind of crazy i never would have thought i'd get to talk with some of the people that i've been getting to talk to like i didn't get to talk to some of these guys for the show when i was down in st louis but you know i got to talk to everybody like oh alex coughlin from uh, new japan he was down there. He was the first guy to come up and introduce himself. I got to talk to Jeff Cobb. I got Janai Kai. Uh, no, obviously, I got to talk to, actually got to talk to for the, jo the, the show, Jonah. And, you know, Lance Archer and shit. It was like, holy fuck. Yeah. No, nah, man, like, you're doing really good, man. Like, I'm, I'm really impressed, dude. Like, I'm really proud of you, too. Like, Especially like, you know, you're stepping out of a comfort zone too. Like when you're used to just talking with like the Omaha boys and like, <laughs> yeah. like you're really doing something, man. Like I'm really, I'm really proud of you. I, that, that means a lot. I, I definitely, it definitely started off with, you know, you know, let's see, you know, talk with some of the local guys I know. And then some nationally known people started liking some of the stuff on Twitter, so I'm like, hey, let's see if it works. Might be a long shot, but here. And for the most part, it's worked. Well, Wayne Gretzky even said you miss you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. 
You know, I mean, that, that's that's. I mean, the way I've been looking at it, I I, I see on the Twitter like hitting these people up too and stuff. So that's cool. Like, and they're <laughs> and they're being responsive, which is really nice because like sometimes you kind of run into like dickheads that won't respond and like yeah, you know. But like you know, wrestling's kind of wrestling's kind of changed a little bit over the years, and like you know, we're like uh, <laughs> we appreciate the fans. And like, you know, you give us like, you know, you pay, you guys pay your hard earned money to come and watch us and come, you know, support whoever you want to support, boo, whoever you want to boo. But like, you know, it's really, it's really cool to see that like wrestlers are really like, you know, giving back as well. You know, I mean, we do like we give with our bodies and we, you know, yeah. And to be honest, like it, it hurts when we're in there, you know, but like, giving back a little bit more which is which is awesome to see and even like the bigger name guys you know it's given their time and stuff you know like i'm just some little joe schmo that wrestles in omaha you know but like you got guys like you know john wayne murdoch you got guys like alex cologne who's taking you know time out of their day to like you know talk to you for however long they want to talk with you like you know it's, it's so awesome to see like you know wrestlers are still you know they're giving even more back to the fans which are which is really cool oh yeah i mean some ones that i haven't really divulged on the show that have uh, well one i've confirmed a date for two others i'm having to wait till next month for their schedules to clear up but uh billy starks july 5th yeah. i get a record with her and like for somebody at such a young age, she's already accomplishing so much. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, well, not really wrestler, but she's involved in wrestling and a lot with GCW, Polio Del Mar. Mm-hmm. She's expressed interest in doing the show, just asked for me to get in touch with her next month. And some of the people, some of my really good friends that are wrestlers down in Southern California, uh, they got me in touch with, uh, well, the former personal ring announcer for uh, Alberto Del Rio, Ricardo Rodriguez. He's just asking me the same to... uh, you know, get in touch with him next month when his schedule clears up. Heck yeah, man. So it's, it's pretty cool. You know, I, like, I remember, I mean, with him in particular, I was at the last ever show that he did on the Indies before he went to WWE. And I believe when he came up here to Magnum, they actually posted on, I believe, YouTube or Facebook or something, the video of that match, which I believe was against Jason Strife. Okay. And he, you can actually see me sitting in the front row. Yeah. Which I thought that was cool enough for me to see that. But I remember the match in particular because – like I said, his last one before leaving for WWE, and he competed under a mask under the name Chimera, and at the end of the match, 
he goes back through the curtain and then all of a sudden you see his hand come out of the curtain with the mask and he just drops the mask mm-hmm. i thought that was a pretty cool way to go out yeah that, that's pretty neat i uh yeah I, that's probably around the time that like strife was trying to get like the whole magnum brand like in the southern california area too because i know they would do like showcase matches out there like when magnum was very first starting i actually went to a handful of those yeah because that was still when i was uh, still stationed in san diego and i'd see i'd see them pop up every once in a while and actually at that particular show that i that uh you could see me in the video of i actually talked with strife after and that's where he told me about oh yeah they run magnum up here and i'm like oh i'm from there so when i came back i looked looked it up and well here we are yeah (laughs) and when did did you come back to to nebraska would have been boy 2012 so jesus about 10 years ago now okay so then like when was your first magnum show in nebraska oh boy i'm trying to remember i I, oh boy i'm having was it when they they ran in the armory no this this was back at the the eagles club they hadn't even gotten out of there yet oh okay I remember it in particular because uh, the guy we kind of brought up that you had one of those Taipei death matches with Joey, he came by, I was wearing a hat kind of like, you know, if you're what you watch the YouTube version, kind of like the one I'm wearing now. And he came by and just whoop, knocked it off my head. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of crazy. Was, was got- was Guns of Beer going then? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, I believe. And you know what? I believe you actually competed twice that show. Once is Guns and Beer. Oh, uh, and then the other time. Yeah. 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 Uh, Red Wing is boy. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a, yeah, no, I had a I... character complex there. There would be a couple shows that I'd run as like <laughs> the strong man Williams, all sorts of jacked, and then I'd come out as a hillbilly. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of weird, yeah, like no west, like western Iowa. I'd be the hillbilly, and then like uh, like central Iowa, I'd be William Stone. Then eastern Iowa, I'd be a hillbilly. Like it was something different almost every weekend. So <laughs> that's funny. Like it, honesty, it was, it was I was trying to see what I was just trying to see which one would you know would work better, and it ended up being like guns and beer worked a lot. Yeah, no, guns and beer really caught on oh, there, man. even oh, though man. I did got. Like, or what did like, you say there? Like you kinda... both... Oh. both characters would like make people so like that. Mm. Like I, I enjoy. People's faces you know i'm a terrible like i I tell, I tell everybody like you know you can you can book me as a heel but i'm a terrible heel so <laughs> like i am like 
even like when I was doing like the scary face paint stuff, like I was never comfortable with being. <laughs> like, you know, it definitely certain people are a little more comfortable with it than others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, anyways, the, I got two categories that I used to kind of round off the show here. One we kind of did that first time you were on. The other I added a random question round where I got some random questions. You answer how you see fit. All right, sounds good. Do the uh, math, buddy. We'll start off with. <laughs> we'll start off with the speed round. And, you know, I've started to kind of theme them towards the guests. And with, you know, this one kind of centering around death matches and the death match daddy, I figured I'd name off some people that are kind of synonymous with death match wrestling. First off, they say he's the god of this shit. Nick fucking Gage. Uh, the best wrestler, best death match wrestler going hard to argue that definitely you hear people talk about you know different things with wrestling you know the the mount rushmore of this the mount rushmore of that it would be hard to argue against him being right up there for deathmatch wrestling mm -hmm. i agree next person a person i personally believe would be right up there with nick gage the bulldozer matt tremont yeah, I would say he's right up there with Nick Gage. Like, those guys are such good storytellers. Mm. Like, that's, yes. that's, like, there's, they're, like, even without Deathmatch Wrestling, they are very, like, they're such good storytellers. Oh, yeah. No, Matt well, Tremont definitely. I would say he's the best storyteller Deathmatch Wrestler. Yeah, I would have to agree. He definitely did a great job of that in the tournament of survival i kind of got a laugh out of uh, his match in the finals not to spoil anything but he the way he was wielding the light tubes was almost like he was using a light tube as a lightsaber he was flipping it around yeah i'm gonna have to i think maybe friday i might i might order it We'll see what happens. It, I, got, it, I, got, I got pretty It's long. worth it. Yeah, no. With your, <laughs> with, with, your, with your work schedule, yeah, no, I can totally understand. Next one, going a little bit further back, but this guy is still going. I'd say you could probably put him right up there on that Mount Rushmore with the other guys. Onita. Uh trying to think like this is a speed round so like uh godfather deathmatch wrestling perfect perfect couldn't figure out a better way to put it you know you're mentioning all these people that would be on a mount rushmore i think my mount rushmore deathmatch wrestling might be completely different than yours <laughs> well you know what after we get done with the speed round why don't i have you kind of name off yours okay sounds good Last but not least on the speed round, the guy that won the Tournament of Survival, Drew Parker. I haven't watched a whole lot of his stuff. 
So I can't really make like an opinion. Like I've seen like a couple matches and he's really good. Oh yeah. No, I definitely, I mean, I'm not as familiar with him as I am with the other guys that we named off, but uh, let me tell you, he impressed the hell out of me in that tournament. And I say he's at the top of my list of guys currently going. Cool. Yeah, like I, I haven't got to see a whole lot of his matches. So I would, but like the stuff that I have seen, I've really liked. So, all right. Well, we kind of mentioned your uh, Mount Rushmore to Deathmatch Wrestling maybe being a little different than mine. Why don't we go ahead and name off yours? All right. So, first and foremost, uh, Sick Nick Mondo. Okay. You know, I mean, Mount Rushmore has more than just the three that I mentioned. He would, it would be hard to argue against him being on there. That is for sure. Um, Second one would be John Zandig. You know what? I completely forgot about him. I don't know how I forgot about him, but again, hard to argue against him being on that. And then the one that we agreed upon, uh, Nick Gage. Yes. And then my fourth one, like, because he's he was my favorite wrestler when I was getting into wrestling, uh, Danny Havoc. Ooh. Yes. Yes, that would be another great one. I don't know how I missed even mentioning those guys. Yep. That, that is my Mount Rushmore of wrestling, my deathmatch wrestling. Yeah, no, but... I mean, you talk about each one of those guys, Zandig. I mean, he was the guy behind CZW when, you know, they were really into the deathmatch stuff. Yep. And, I mean, Danny Havoc, he's, whew. I mean, if they call uh, Nick Gage the god of that shit, I mean, shit, Danny Havoc and, I mean, even Nick Mondo, they got to be right up there with him. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, that, All right. Nope. Oh, nope. You kind of cut out there a little. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I said that would be but, my amount of deathmatch wrestling for me. Like, just as like a fan, like that would be. Oh yeah, no, hard to argue with any one of those guys. Um. All right. Last category here, kind of a random question round, like I said uh, before. First thing, I mean, I know you got crazy work schedule, but when you do have a day off, what is your favorite thing to do? Be honest with you, I'm a real boring person, and I just like to lay. <laughs> I like to lay in bed and watch TV. <laughs> hey, when it comes to a day off and like you can actually do that, why the hell not? Yes, in between having like three kids. Uh, and then working all the time. Like, I just like to lay in bed and watch TV. That's like my favorite thing to do. You know, hey, sounds like a perfectly relaxing time to me. All right. We kind of talked a little bit about some stuff along these lines when the the first time you were on, but uh, craziest road story. I have a lot that I probably can't tell. <laughs> well, one that you can. 
I, uh, I got to try to go back and think. Oh, <laughs> definitely driving 24 hours to get home from North Dakota back to Iowa in a blizzard with, Ooh. with Devin Thomas, Duke Cornell, Donnie <laughs> and Jason Strife. And I can't, there's, there's some, I think John West was in that car too. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the worst 24 hours of my life. Possibly the worst 24 hours of Devin Thomas's life because he was driving most of that time. Oh, damn. Like, it was literally a whiteout condition. They closed the freeway off. We had, <coughs> we had to take back roads to get even into Minnesota. Oh, God. <laughs> we, had, we had to cut through Minnesota, down to Iowa, and then back to Nebraska. Oh, there was, God. Like, there was no way we could get we we were getting home and I'm, I'm surprised we even got home safely i guess i should consider myself lucky the one time i went up to north dakota for a show i believe it was in like spring or mid-spring sometime mm-hmm. so didn't have to worry about that <laughs> yeah. like i i remember the night before i'm like guys we should probably just like probably pack up and take off and everybody's like oh it'll be gone by the morning it was not gone by the morning we should have definitely <laughs> off if we were done wrestling <laughs> yeah no like one of those learning. i got home i got home at six in the morning on monday oh, and i had to be at work at three. Oh, oh oh that that's no fun but that, <laughs> that's that's one of my lighter crazy wrestling stories. <laughs> um, no, no, I no. Oh, I, uh, I shattered my elbow in the ring back in 2011. That was pretty crazy. That, yeah. that was definitely the worst wrestling story that I've had. Mm. Yeah, that, that would have to be right up there. Uh, oh, I know my one of my craziest wrestling related stories had to be that trip i did up to north dakota sorry probably hearing my dogs right now but uh remember the after party there was me drinking with uh, eric cannon uh the now ruby soho and they had karaoke at the bar and i I was probably fucking hammered by this time. And I just remember hearing this song and I'm like, man, I got to go see what this song is. Before I know it, somebody's putting a microphone in my face and I'm si- drunkenly singing the Puddle of Mud song. She fucking hates me. <laughs> I'm surprised I even remember all that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, that's what those, that's what those road stories are for they're supposed to be fun and hopefully you remember them some of them i don't remember i mean it happens yeah i mean i know i've had plenty of well plenty of uh drunken uh deployment stories that (laughs) probably i probably don't remember all the details (laughs) yeah i got you but uh next one on the random question round Favorite food? Pizza. Hard to argue with that one. It's right up there with I, my favorites. I could probably eat pizza every day. 
what would you say is your favorite pizza? I don't got one. You don't all got one? Just all, you know, you, you put a pizza in front of you, you'll eat it. If it's a veggie pizza, I'll eat a veggie pizza. You know, I would have like I I can say that I definitely have my ones that I like more than others, but shit, you put a pizza in front of me, I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one I've asked a few, and you know, I'll ask you this one. Best advice for new wrestlers? Um, pretty much eyes and ears open and mouth shut. Take in, you know, that seems to be everybody's answer. Uh, take just taking what advice that would pertain to you, you know, professionally and personally, you know, and try to learn as much as you can. You know, that that seems to be the consensus answer whenever i ask that question i've asked it of uh i believe well you're the third person now asked tank it yesterday and uh roh original scoot andrews i asked him the week before so seems to be the consensus answer and i mean you can really apply that to hell life in general you know if you're in a situation that you're new to shut up and listen Yep. All right. Well, where can people find you as far as social media and, you know, do you, any events coming up? Because I know uh, Magnum just announced that their show that was going to be later this month isn't happening. Yep. Uh, Strife, I think Strife's going to take a little bit of time off, not too much. Like, He's gonna have uh, uh he's gonna have uh, on July first. There's gonna be at the Halloween Hell House in mm. Glenwood, Iowa, um, and then he's gonna probably be running at the end of the month in July. Uh, you can find me on social media though at Bogot uh, GNB on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Brian Got eighty eight, and you can find I. I try to start directing people more to my fan page now so it's bogot on Facebook. Yeah. all right i'll provide links in the description box on the youtube version um that is about all i have for you thank you for taking the time to talk to me i know like we mentioned kind of off camera you got a bit of a busy work schedule lately so i appreciate you helping me out here i always got time for you big mo you know that oh i know well like I said, that's about all I have for tonight. Thank you very much. All right. See you later, buddy. Big Mo here. Just wanting to wish everybody a good week and want to encourage you. Support your local independent wrestling. Obviously, if you enjoy your nationally televised wrestling, support them too. But you know what? Some of those guys on your local independent shows might someday end up being on that TV and, you know, you can say, I saw them before they made it there. I was a fan before they made it big. And who knows, maybe they'll remember you. But like I said, have a good week. Support your local wrestling. And hell, just enjoy some wrestling in general.